Hey guys, to help us continue our journey through Shakespeare's greatest works, I am joined by Professor Amelia Williams from the University of Sydney. Hey everyone, look, thank you so much for having me on today. The pleasure is all ours. Now jumping straight into it, we've made our way through Romeo and Juliet, Hamlet, King Lear and several of Shakespeare's other works. Today we will be discussing Othello and two of the main themes that we, that we see appear throughout the text truth and deception. So the reason why I've called Amelia is due to her experience with Elizabethan literature, meaning she's going to have more exceptional knowledge on how to address our statement, explore the role of textual textual forms in representing enduring value. This question can be tied to any text that you were given, but as previously mentioned, our primary focus is Othello. Now, I have found that throughout my studies that comparing a more modern text to our main focus allows us to see the shift between us questioning the narrator. In texts like Othello, Shakespeare would have used a godlike or knowing narrator without even thinking about it. A text that works well, comparing and contrasting this type of statement with A Chosen Place, Forbidden Lies, a documentary addressing the issues surrounding the non-fiction text of Forbidden Love by Norma Cowrie. The book is about Cowrie's best friend in Jordan. The story goes on to describe Dahlia's, said best friend, love for a Christian soldier. Essentially, their love is kept from family and prying eyes due to the gap in religion. This theme of separation is heavily involved within Othello and the racial difference between Othello and Desdemona. It is often held that one may see the soul by another person's eyes. Shakespeare, on the other hand, permits the audience and readers to understand a character's inner essence through his words, endowing words with tremendous force. The increasing erosion of Othello's nobility of mind is represented in his fall and control of his words throughout the play. Othello obviously utilises calm lyrical language at the start of the play, but as the novel develops, Othello's discourage becomes extremely violent in tone. As the play begins, Othello's tone is extremely lyrical. Readers will note that he is peaceful in temperament and deeply loves his adoring wife Desdemona. The next remark shows how pleased he is of his life and how fortunate he is to have met Desdemona. Let him do his spite, my services, which I have done this signatory. Shall out-tongue his compliments, tis yet to know, which when I know that boasting is an honour I shall promulgate. I fetch my life and being from men and royal siege and my demerits. May speak unbounden as a proud of fortune, and this that I have reached. For now, Iago, that I love the gentle Desdemona, I would not be unhoused, free condition, but in the circumsumption and confine. For the sea is worth, but look what lights come yon. Shakespeare makes it obvious that Othello is a good man at heart by providing him with a smart and beautiful language, despite the fact that he is not just of humble origins, but also not European. Shakespeare also highlights Othello's noble qualities by making him the tragic hero of the story. Now, saying this is all well and good, as we stated earlier, there are two bigger themes, which are truth and deception. Today, we will only be addressing deception. The idea of deception and deceiving is surrounded by the character of Iago, the mastermind behind all the deception. It is through the character of Iago that the readers are able to visualise just how badly the doing of deception can affect and ruin those who are being deceived. An important quote about this topic comes from Iago saying, I follow him to serve my turn upon him, showing us that he is just using Othello's trust and friendship for his own personal needs. 
Iago follows on by saying, I am not what I am. This clearly shows the readers what Iago's true intentions are. The ability to seem something, but to be something else, allows the reader to be manipulated into thinking that Iago is the honest of natures. Iago's true intentions of deceiving everyone who is close to him allows us to see just how deceptive and manipulative he is. His level of betrayal is clearly indicates that he is aligning himself with the devil by sneaking around and hiding secrets from those we consider his family and friends. This is because he goes out of his way to deceive and betray the other characters, showing that Iago is the exact opposite of what he is known as. Remembering our focus statement, explore the roles of textual forms and representing enduring values. Now this answer should give some insight into how characters and texts were written and how they were meant to be perceived by their audiences. There it is, guys. Hopefully you found this little educational spin on Othello better fitting. Well, without much more to say, thank you, Amelia, for joining us, and I'll see you guys for next week's episode.